What's going on, all you nostalgic Spiros? I'm your host, Corbin Andrews, and joined next to me is uh, Christian Flincham. <laughs> I, sh- I struggle so hard to find funny things to say about Christian now. I used to just be able to poop him out, and now... I mean, we're like 30-something episodes in at this point, so... Yeah, I've just run out. It comes a lot harder. It does. You're doing a new one every time. It does. It was so easy at the beginning to just <laughs> talk about your galaxy shorts and your sleep habits. And oh, yeah. It's, into it's, the AM, guys. Tough. Repping that into the AM. And over across the way, who's definitely never repped into the AM, we've got Kendra <laughs> Mickles in the house. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not. To what in the AM? <laughs> into rep. the AM. To rep, rep into the AM. That's the brand of clothing that you hate so much. Oh, Kendra, I think you'd be opposed to it. I've seen it. I'm I'm not opposed. Oh man. So well, they're so fun. It's galaxy related attire. Yeah. And then they've got some other like cool designs. I'll tell you what, we have plugged stuff. them so much on this podcast. Yeah, check them out. Yeah, we should get them to be a sponsor for the podcast. It's basically like skating and doper type uh that kind of group. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, they do have, like, a lot of, like, weed shirts and stuff with, like, weed, weed things shirts. on it. But, uh, I mean, it's that California vibe, you know? Yeah. So they're just capturing. Speaking of that California vibe, that vibe, can I uh, talk about what my elf eyes have seen? Oh, oh yes. yeah. Legolas, what do your elf eyes see? Uh, so I listened to the new Jonas Brothers album, and it really has that, like, summertime road trip to the beach, this is what you want to listen to feel. <clears throat> Sucker, I think, is still the best song on the album, but I really like the first half of the album a lot. And they have, like, really cool harmonies, because there's three of them, and uh, there's different styles like some are more pop and some are reggae and some are more hip-hop so it's a good album i would say if you already like the jonas brothers uh you will like this album so check that out big little lies is back and i watched the first episode of that not hating meryl streep i'm usually like not the biggest meryl streep fan but i'm liking i'm liking her so far in this well i'm liking not liking her because she's not a likable character but she's playing it well mm-hmm. um so excited about that um i think that's pretty much it i didn't go to the to the movies or anything this week and i've just been watching a lot of the off oh we started season six of smallville so we're really into it now we're mm. we're really doing it so yeah that's all for me you're in the end game now well there's like nine season so not quite oh oh so you're like two-thirds into the end game yeah gotcha you didn't even see that movie so i don't even know why you're making reference Uh, he said that in infinity war which i did see did he really yeah oh there's 10 seasons i'm not a huge fan kendra kendra will have to fact check you on this how kendra do you stick with shows that are that long 10 seasons normally it depends yeah. it depends on the show i mean i watched all of lost that was like a million seasons oh gross. i'm yeah. i started criminal minds that's like a billion seasons so uh, yeah that's I just, true i just don't think that i could do that um so moving on i watched mission impossible one of the best action movies of all time i'd say i the love first it one yeah the best. i just want yeah, I really, I really love that one. Brian De Palma does a great job of building up. I mean, it's a lot more suspenseful than the other ones. And it here's is. why. Here's why, Christian. For somebody who says oh, all action movies are the same, Tom Cruise fires a gun zero times in that movie. Wow. Never a shot. Never a shot. Wow, so, I'm so impressed by that. Christian, stat. you should be. <laughs> so, um, I, I just enjoyed it. I hadn't seen it since. I saw it for the first time, probably in, probably back in high school. So I do I like enjoyed that going one, back. but it, it it's not my favorite of the series. It's really good. I I enjoy the whole premise of getting the knock list, and uh, the guy that really does it for me is uh, Henry. I think you say his name Zerny. Uh, he's in Clear and Present Danger. He just plays a really good douchebag, honestly. Mm-hmm. So. 
So it was fun to see him in another movie. I'm still watching Archer. That's still fun and funny, as always. And then I watched Isle of Dogs this week. Oh, so good. <laughs> and it is probably the most Wes Anderson movie. Well, it, it is Wes Anderson. Exactly. So. I mean, he's just being himself with it and very Artur in the way that he's doing stuff. So I found the aesthetic to be about 80% of my of my like with it. It's very, I love his sense and sensibility and his direction with everything and the way he frames everything is so thought out and everything on the, on the screen is what he wants you to see. So it was He's really in my top three directors. I don't know that he's in my top three. I would just say that I really enjoy him. Like it, it just makes you feel good watching his stuff, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And then, let's see, what else did I watch? There's okay, two of those will bleed over into mine. So the bit, well, the one thing about Isle of Dogs that I want to say is the, the is Christian, who has confessed on this podcast, the only two directors he knows is Tycho Watiti and Spielberg, and that's it. Walked out and and took two seconds of watching Isle of Dogs and said, "Is this Wes Anderson?" <laughs> so it just speaks to like how recognizable Wes Anderson stuff is. And I've only seen one Wes Anderson movie. Oh, yeah, he's one? always Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, that's such a good one. It yeah. was good, but I was so tired that I fell asleep. Fell asleep. I mean, they're all they're all good, but yeah. I really loved Grand Budapest. I was really sad that I fell asleep during that one. I need to rewatch it. Um, and sure. then the final thing that I'll talk about is I've finished Black Mirror. Oh, and yes. What a giant disappointment. Yeah. I think I think Striking Vipers, which is the first episode, was done well and done okay. It's just really uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's I think that's just what it boils down to. It's not that it's necessarily bad or the acting's bad. It's not as it's not as groundbreaking or as like oh it really feels like the technology and the alternate realities are taking a backseat to other yeah that's what the whole season felt like and even in the second episode which i thought was the best oh what's what was that episode called the second one yeah do you remember um no it doesn't matter the second episode was i thought the best but it still felt like it it wasn't about a tech like a different a mirror yeah smithereens yeah a, a different reality it just feels and their whole thing was your phone. And the phone thing is just, at this point, feels lazy writing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it does not come across as, oh, you know, the first three seasons of Black Mirror were so, like, uh, mind bendy. Yeah. It's just crazy. And it took you to a, a, a place of, of what if this was real or what if this had happened and would you do so would you dark. do this if yeah and it was dark and it was it was everything that i loved the first three seasons and i even liked the fourth one i thought the fourth one had some good I thought stuff the fourth in one it. was pretty good but this this season and kendra you really nailed it with the last one with miley cyrus it really felt like a disney channel movie everything felt disney channel movie with Miley Cyrus uh, cussing a lot. <laughs> I know, right? That's all it... Like, the kids running around and... In the like car, the, like, driving the car. Yes, and, and the yeah. whole... Like, even the whole part where they break into Miley Cyrus's house, mm-hmm. like, that whole bit felt very Disney Channel. Yeah. Like, minus, minus Miley Cyrus is screaming and crying and stuff. Yes. But, uh, the, yeah. The... The the ant was a very uh, twirl the mustache villain, yeah. and, and the end good, was really like, stupid like one too. Dimensional. I hated yes. how it ended. Yes, and it just and I hated how striking vipers. Like I thought the ending was a horrible resolution to yes the the conflict. I disagree, and and again I disagree with it. It's uns- it's unsettling, not in a good way. Like like national anthem is unsettling but 
this was like unsettling in like a in a different national kind of anthem way. is one of the worst things I've ever watched in my life. So um, national anthem, according to Rotten Tomatoes, is the best. I'm yeah, sorry. well, I disagree. I didn't, with that. I didn't prefer that one to be honest. I mean, I'm not like you know what I want to watch, but I think that one is very. Uh, I think that's very realistic. Yeah, sure, but I wish I hadn't watched it. So. It was my least favorite one that I've watched. Yeah. Of all of them. That's not my, sure. it's not my least favorite. I think there's a lot. Except for, I haven't seen the new season. It's so the there. one I would never watch again, so I would put it at the oh. bottom there. So this But that of... list puts striking vipers like pretty high. So Well, I understand. I yeah. 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 I I'm more interested to about the twilight zone coming out and wondering how that's going to do versus black mirror, which all, all this season has done is reinforce my thought of Netflix. is just trying to, they're just more about, they're just more about the quantity of things and the quality of things and that they've spread themselves out and they're not finishing well. Well, I was talking to our friend, Nick, and he watches. Uh, Don't you dare bring his name. <laughs> we uh, he watches uh, that you just said Twilight Zone. Oh, uh, and he said that it's been kind of a letdown. Oh, okay. It's just it really is. It it seemed like they Black Mirror really found something in the first three seasons. It's not even that like the first season is only three episodes. That's not my complaint. It's that you're you're shoveling out mediocre lazy writing yeah it didn't feel it didn't feel true to what the show is to a show that has done has been i mean some of the some of the episodes are better than than movies i mean the way that they're directed and acted and done it's so it's it was really disappointing but we also watched a documentary called formula one drive to survive christian why don't you talk about that okay um formula one this follows the uh, 2018 season of Formula One. There was a lot of drama in that season amidst a lot of teams. There was a lot of drivers jumping ship and moving to different teams for this year. And some drivers that retired, Alonzo retired this past year. So there's a, just a, it's a basically documenting the entire season of those races so there's a it's a 10 episode documentary it's on netflix it will make a formula one fan out of anyone yeah i i had watched formula one here and there with christian's dad and never really paid attention but i now want to know everything about formula one after Mm -hmm. watching this so yeah it's really good um my dad's been interested in formula one for a while so it's kind of gotten me interested in it, seeing some of the races when I'm at home and stuff. And uh, this is definitely a really interesting show to watch just because there's a lot of politics and decisions uh, that are made um, outside of the sport that kind of affect everything on the racetrack. Yeah, money. Um, yeah, and big money deal. is a big deal in Formula One. So there's basically two top teams. Um that are always in the like in the podium pretty much in every race and that is Mercedes and Ferrari. Um, Ferrari. Yeah. They are both they're both <laughs> From cars. Remember the character in cars is really obsessed with Ferrari. Is that in the first I've never one? Seen yes, cars. in the first one. Mm, Kendra, I saw the first one in theaters and that's the only time I've seen it. Wow. Sorry about it. Yeah. But uh Hamilton is basically Lewis Hamilton is basically the Tom Brady of Formula One, like the guy that wins every time, regardless of what happens, almost, and finds a way to hit the podium even if he doesn't win. There, like in times where something goes wrong, he's still up in the top, like every time. So this year, uh, Mercedes has won every single race. Hamilton's won. I think six of them. No, he's won f- like f- four or five. Four or and five. The other and then won, like, Botas, yeah. Botas or whatever. Botas. Is, uh, um, he's won two. So Mercedes is dominating this year, like no year prior. I mean, they're always yeah. they're always a dominant team, but they're dominating Ferrari, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. So it's an interesting year this year. But, uh, so it does we're going to be starting a new podcast called Ferrari me this. 
be all about Formula One and Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the French Grand Prix is uh, next weekend. So, yep, should be an interesting uh, race to mm-hmm. see who, if Mercedes will continue their dominance yeah. for this year or not. So, yeah. Um, one of the other things we watched uh, this weekend was Documentary Now. We watched the yes. Wild Tree episode. Yes. Which it definitely garnered some laughs, um, yeah. especially the uh, <laughs> the uh, joke about the Steelers. I lo- I mean, so, as somebody who uh, literally worships the Steelers, I that part cracked me up so much with the name switch and and everything like that so that was that was by far the funniest part to me yeah i forgot to say that i watched that too yeah very funny to me yeah and their mockery of sheila was hilarious (laughs) yes yeah i thought that was great like (laughs) yeah because she's such kind of a uh uh she's very villainous so yeah it's very I mean, she's, easy to make fun of she she was going hard against those town people like day one in the yeah. actual documentary yeah in real life she was she a, was she was crazy yeah so she was a very, very violent agitated yeah woman. i need to watch the real documentary now i was gonna watch it first but then we decided to oh you ahead. haven't watched oh. it no you- it would be harder oh, to appreciate kendra that whole thing with the it. pink eye stuff well, is, but I knew some stuff, and I knew like it was. It's fine. I'm fine. Kendra, I'm gonna watch it. I, I would definitely watch more of the show if I had seen the documentaries that they. Made I think of. that's what has prevented me from watching it too. I don't see, think I've, I'll I haven't I seen any of the documentaries they've done, and I've found it all to be hilarious. So, um, but the a bummer is that. Bill Hader isn't in any of the episodes this season, and I think Fred Armisen's only in, like, one episode. So they've been, like, the main people in every episode and every season, and now they're not in any of them. Gotcha. It's a bummer, but... It was funny that Owen Wilson was the the guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That took me a couple minutes to to realize that. Um, I highly... Yeah, I know. Uh, How could you not? <laughs> I I recommend you you watch the other episodes because I like you just need to know like what the documentary is and you get it. Like the first episode is about Grey Gardens, which is just about these two old ladies that live together. That's all you need to know. The funny part is that it's Fred Armisen and Bill Hader as these ladies. <laughs> See, I didn't know that, and I was. I got freaked out at the end of that episode. It's like, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to watch this anymore. I had no idea what it was about. It freaked me out, too. I mean, that's obviously not what happens in the real documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Is that it? Um, And then my final one. So I've just basically been going through Comedy Central shows. So I finished Inside Amy Schumer, which I believe I've already talked about. But now I've started Broad City, which is about two women living their daily lives in New York City. Do you and like it? It's enjoyable, I would say. Mm. There's some things that I don't like about it, but overall I think it's pretty funny. It's got uh, Hannibal Burris in it from uh, Tagged. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy his character, and um, I like the two main girls. I think they're pretty funny. So. Mm. I would give this not an A plus, but a B plus. I'd Dang. Because some of the jokes. different letter grade. Some of the jokes fall flat. But overall, I think it's a pretty funny show. Nice. Nice. All right. Shall we oh, to the news? Yeah, Kendra, break us off a piece. Break me off a piece of that fancy feast. It's a cat food. Nailed it. All right. This is our nostalgia news segment. Um, so a couple trailers this week. Um, there's another Frozen trailer. I did not watch it, but it happened. And then there was a Dr. Sleep trailer, which is the sequel to The Shining. And you guys watched that. So what did you think of the trailer? Um, I'm interested for sure. It's Ewan McGregor, right? Oh. Ewan. Sorry, not Ewan. Ewan. Um. Ewan. I don't need to say any more. I mean, I'm pretty pretty interested in it i mean that's a it's a ewan mcgregor plays 
whatever the kid's name is, Red Rum Kid. Oh, uh, does he? Okay. Yeah. D- Danny? Danny. Yeah. Danny. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like about him seeing stuff after after it's happened. So I like the show. I mean, I I had it ranked as my number one scary movie. So when we did that back in uh, Halloween, so I'm interested. I'll wait and see reviews and see how it's taken. But honestly, I've liked everything that Ewan McGregor has done. So I liked him in Fargo. I've liked him in other movies like Son of a Gun. So I'm I'm interested. So it wasn't a creepy trailer, Kenner. You could probably watch it and not be freaked out. Okay, cool. I don't know. I say that, but then you watch it and then you'll get mad at me because you'll get freaked out about something. So. <laughs> I was going to watch it. I, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. So one of the weirdest things to happen this week was Justin Bieber took to Twitter and challenged Tom Cruise to a UFC fight. I saw this and I, I would easily put a thousand dollars on Tom Cruise easily. <laughs> I really think he could beat him. I do. That there is sense. no reason that, would make that so Tom Cruise money. can hang out of an airplane and then lose to Justin Bieber. There's just <laughs> Tom Cruise is like, yeah, he'll he'll break his foot and keep going. I mean, exactly. he's what older. has Justin Bieber done? Well, so on Twitter, Justin Bieber said, "I want to challenge Tom Cruise to fight in the octagon." Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're scared and you will never live it down. Who is you know? willing to Who is willing to put on the fight? And then Conor McGregor responded and said, "If Tom Cruise accepts the challenge, then McGregor Sports and Entertainment will host it." But I don't think Tom Cruise has responded. <laughs> I would pay a lot of money to see that. A <laughs> I lot. think. I yeah. think honestly, celebrity, cele- celebrity amateur fights in general would be interesting. Yes, I mean the Jake Paul Logan Paul fight thing. Yeah, even though it's even rigged. though even though it's stupid and like I mean that was a huge well, event. I would I think, think that did change some things in the perception of like what could be. Okay, you I know think what I mean? that I think that Tom Cruise and Justin Bieber are financially sound enough to where I, I could trust the integrity of the fight you know what i mean i think celebrity fights a lot of like christian the jake paul logan paul thing was rigged yeah and it was just to make money so who cares and i mean this if would you be, subscribe this would to be, the theory that the floyd mayweather and conor mcgregor fight was fair then that's fine or if you subscribe to it that it was all cash grab all of them are cash grabs so but they're interesting my point is is that <laughs> i would think that this would be more for the fight than the money. So, but I would seriously pay a lot to see that. I think I, anyone yeah. would. There's just no. I I Tom refuse. Cruise is hated and loved in a when lot Tom of ways. When Tom Cruise is and 65, so is maybe Justin Bieber could beat him. Maybe, but at a, at a at the young age of 56, good luck, Justin. So that'd be awesome. He'd get fatigued faster. Tom Cruise or. Or Justin um, Bieber. Justin Bieber's all talk. Justin Bieber's all talk. There's just... I I think Justin Bieber would be able to have more uh, cardio, you know, like I staying don't know, in the fight. Tom, Tom Cruise has yeah. ran, ran in every scene he's ever been in. He's yeah, I know, beast. but he's older. Nah. Did you see the latest think, Mission Impossible movie? I think Tom movie? Cruise is, is just cut from a different cloth than Justin Bieber, honestly. I do, too, <laughs> but... <just> <laughs> That's what makes that interesting, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all remember those uh, claymation yes. celebrity yeah. death yeah. battles or whatever? No. On MTV. On MTV. You never saw those? I it was don't like remember. Two, it yes, was two you do. claymation celebrities like fighting, and they would like they. It was all these like. It, it, Kenan, it was on MTV. You'll as soon as you see it, you'll remember it. Yeah, you'll remember it. There's, all right. I'll there's I'll no point in trying to describe. It was a big deal. Back yeah. in the day. All right. Next, uh, there's some good news and some bad news with this next uh, news. Steven Spielberg is working on a new horror series. It's going to be called Spielberg After Dark. The bad news is that it's going to be on a new streaming service that's coming out called Quibi, um, which is from uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who's a producer, is creating this. But the... The interesting thing about the show is that they're working on a way that you can 
only watch it at midnight. Like you can't watch it during the day. You have to watch it at night. Oh, um, that is pretty interesting. Which makes it creepier to watch. So sounds like it could be interesting. Um, the streaming service doesn't come out until April of 2020, um, but the show is going to be like part of its like first things that you mm. can watch on it. Well, interesting concept. Yeah, I'm. I, don't, I think ultimately that's going to fail. I don't. I don't know, but I don't really. As soon as you said it was on another streaming service, I immediately yeah. just didn't care. Well, yeah, that's the bad news. About so it. yeah, it's like, well, I mean, I think eventually I'm not what's going to happen. Against Spielberg, but I'm just saying I don't. I, I think don't eventually what's going to happen is yeah, for sure. Well, we're going to have too many streaming services to choose from, and people are just going to give up mm-hmm. and start pirating things again. Yep. I mean, I really think that's what's going to happen, and it's going to force people to change. It's going to force the industry to change again. But whatever. Yep. Uh, so if you watched Endgame and you just loved the cabin that Tony Stark was living in, uh, good news, you can rent it on Airbnb. Uh, and you can stay there. How the much end. is it? Uh, it is a lot. Hold on, let me scroll down and find it. Uh, $800 a night. It's that's pretty pricey. As, that's not as expensive as I thought it would be. <laughs> but <laughs> that's still really expensive. Yeah, so... Uh, pretty. I mean, it was a beautiful cabin on a lake, so that's pretty cool. But not, yeah, not, not cool. for that price for me. Um, Fujifilm is selling a new mini instant camera that lets you record audio and attach it to your photos. So we're, we're getting closer to Harry Potter world here. You can record audio and it'll put like a QR code on the picture. So when you scan it, you can hear things, which is pretty interesting. I think it like the, the way the camera is it like you take a picture and it automatically prints it out of the camera. Interesting. Interesting there. Um, I, I think it's only a matter of time before we get moving pictures somehow, but, uh, this is, this is the next step. A very hungry caterpillar. The book celebrated its 50th birthday. 50. Five, the big five Man. zero. I have I no book. idea that it was that old. Me neither. I would have guessed at least 30. Yeah, that's probably what I would have guessed. But yeah, 50 years old and still a classic. Crazy. Cry. Sorry, it's just taking forever for these links to open. Yeah, honestly, there's really just no excuse. Like, we just ask you to come prepared. That's all. It's not that hard. All we demand is the best. All we demand is perfection. (laughs) (laughs) Quentin Tarantino confirms that uh, his Star Trek movie will be rated R. So I don't know why he's making a Star Trek movie when he said that this was his last movie. Right? Wasn't Once Upon a Time supposed to be his last movie? He said he's doing 10. This is his ninth. Okay. So so maybe so Star Wars is going to be the 10th. Star Trek movie. Heck yeah. I'm down. I like that. I like. Maybe he'll dismantle the entire franchise with one movie. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm fine with that. Who knows? As long as it's rated R and it's Tarantino being Tarantino, I'm fine. I'll literally watch anything. If he did a daggum episode of, if he did a Frozen Three, I'd watch it. So <laughs> yeah. So I guess he's wanting to make it bloodier and good. Know, so. I'll watch it. I like I love Star Trek and I love Tarantino, so Me too. Me uh, too, Kendra. A marriage of, of two wonderful well, things. I say I loved it, but I only like the Chris Pine movies, so <laughs> And there's how many of those? Two? Three. Oh, I don't think I've seen the third one. Um, one of my favorite movies from childhood, The Swan Princess, uh is getting Oh Dead Oh Dead. Oh, dead! <laughs> is getting a 25th anniversary um, Blu-ray special edition. So shut up and take my money because you know I want it. Honestly, okay, this is going to be so dumb sounding. I, <laughs> you know, like the, I wasn't, the main guy is like a sorcerer, like the main enemy. Mm-hmm. 
Do you remember his like sidekick who was like the old woman that has this like witchy look to her? Um, and she, there's a part yes. where she is pretending to be the swan. Oh, and uh-huh. he like saves her or whatever or something. And it turns out to be that witchy woman. And she like pops up and her face is like, she's like laughing. Or oh something. yeah. Uh-huh. That scene terrified me as a kid. <laughs> I remember I would build traps in the hallway to stop her from... I was, like, afraid that she was going to come and do do that face at me in the (laughs) night. So I would build traps for her (laughs) to save myself. Christian. This movie left a profound impact. Yeah, I guess. Wow. Wow. But what's really funny is in the next one... So there's, like... I think there's at least two of these in the next one... Uh, she's like a good character, so like oh. it took me a while to like trust her because I was so afraid of her in the first one. But then I got over my fear she, of her. She had to build your trust. I got over my fear of her because she was nice in the second movie. Hmm. But uh, that movie is really good. I I really enjoyed that movie. Christian. Surprisingly, oh, I'm not a fan of that. The music is really good too. Yeah, practice, practice, practice. Yep. Practice, practice, practice. <laughs> I don't remember any of the other songs, but that one was But great. that's it. That's all we need. <laughs> all right. I have two things about um, some uh, bands that are making some comebacks. So Spice Girls, we know. We've talked about they're on a tour right now. They um, are getting a new movie. It's going to be animated, and all five of them are involved. So yeah, I know sure. you'll be lining up to see that. It's, and it's literally, called Spicy Spice. Literally do not care. <laughs> the spiciest spice. The spices. Um, and then some NSYNC news. Uh, Lance Bass confirms that NSYNC will sit down this summer to figure out a possible reunion. Wow. So trying to everybody's be like coming back. I know. Backstreet's already back. All right. Uh, yeah. So now NSYNC wants to come back. So... I say do it. I don't know. Oh, I guess they had a mini reunion at Coachella that was very well received. And so now they're thinking about doing something bigger. This is on uh, people.com if you want to learn more. My last bit of news is more Star Trek news. Did you see that on the moon they found a Starfleet symbol in the dust of the moon? On the real moon? Yes. <laughs> Okay. Yes, on the... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not on the moon. It's on Mars. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Not the moon. On Mars. Um, and it's a, a NASA orbiter took a picture. And it's just, like, in the in the ground is a Starfleet symbol. And who did it? Or we do Nobody, not Nobody. It's just there. It's the just Starfleet a... did it, Christian. Starfleet oh did it because Starfleet is real. So Twitter's been kind of freaking out. And I kind of... I follow, like... Uh, William Shatner and different Star Trek people and they've all been like it's happening it's this is not a test so that I thought that was uh pretty funny and it's like if you look at the picture it's like it doesn't kind of look like it it looks exactly like the Starfleet symbol so pretty cool all right, that's all my news. All right. Are we ready to move into our main segment, Christian? I think we are. All right. Well, it's Christian's turn, so uh, take it away. All right. Well, this segment, we're going to do go into the realm of gaming again. Um, so this console was the first console that um, I ever had or ever like played on. It is the PlayStation 1. And technically, I guess it was just called the PlayStation initially. Um, And then I think later on they came out with a PS1 version of it. Yeah, I did. I had the PS1. Because there was like a more compact version. Yeah, I did. You want to know what I remember the most about it? Is I couldn't get it hooked up to my TV, and you can And I was like, "Well, maybe your dad could help me." And you're like, "My dad's never done anything with a PS One." I was like, "Christian, it's the same thing." I didn't know. I didn't know. It's like my dad. He's just he could. He's never done anything with this. And like, Christian, it's the same thing. And you just did not understand. I I had no. I I was too young to really understand. I was like, Christian, they have just games. It. 
like I thought it was a totally di- like totally different thing. Uh, that like I thought you had a totally yeah different I remember because you're like it oh looks it so plays different. It, it plays PlayStation games. I was like it's the <laughs> same thing. It was just so confusing because it looked so different. It was like round, <laughs> oh, God. not rectangular. But yeah, this uh, so the first two games that my dad bought was Madden '98 and this tank game called Still Rain. So uh, both of these. Like, I hate Madden so much. Everything about Madden I've hated through the years. I had, like, no interest in football until I started playing fantasy football. But the trailer for this game at the start of the game was, like, my favorite thing ever. Like, I would just turn, put this disc in to watch the trailer and not play the game, (laughs) like, multiple times. And it was like the uh, the intro basically was the Green Bay Packers going to Super Bowl ninety eight against the Broncos, so it was like this uh, big exciting trailer like of them like rolling up in the bus and then uh, kicking off at the end and the NFL music is like playing in the background. Yeah, I remember. Okay, it was so exciting. So I am a very big Madden fan, and this game is garbage. So it's so hard. I have played it. I have like Christian brought his PlayStation to college and I played it and it is almost unplayable. Like I, I I don't even know how to complete a pass in this game. It is so dang frustrating and hard. So that's all I have to say about it. Yeah. I don't think, I think my dad didn't really like the game. It's Um, really like there's you can't even just pick it up and learn it. Like, it is so yeah. frustrating. For a kid that's, like, you know, probably yeah. seven or eight at the time. I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, it was, like, I couldn't even understand what was going on. Yeah. I would just play around and do stupid stuff yeah. the whole yeah. time. But I understood tanks very well. <laughs> and Still Rain is one of my favorite games on the PS1. Basically, the premise is uh, of the story is there's two generals and they've created one of them has created this set of like special tanks and the other general stole all the prototypes and has like amassed this army and this one general is going against this entire army of tanks basically to save the, the world the or whatever. Planet. I don't even know. It's Captain Planet. I think they were saying like it's the U.S., but you don't really know. It's like not really explained well. Mm. But the trailer for this, oh my goodness, it was so good. It was my favorite video game trailer to date, probably. It was like I literally would. I I loved watching it every time. Uh, he goes in. He basically. Uh, steals a tank um and uh he's trying to erase the prototype data for the tanks and he gets mad at the system because he can't do it so he just shoots it he just shoots it he takes a gun oh my what cocks it and just shoots the christian that is crazy and it is like as a like seven-year-old kid i was like that is the most bad a thing (laughs) i have ever seen in my life as a kid did you know what that a word man no i didn't Christian. the bad butt, that is such a bad <laughs> butt um it was amazing and uh then the second part is like he blows up an entire station and the end of it he's running out of, of the station it's about to blow up and he shoots out in this tank and goes forward and it blows up behind him it was so great man I am so excited. Even Christian, now, I can honestly, I can hear it in your <laughs> thinking voice. Thinking about this game. Normally, we get things like, <laughs> "Yeah, this is nostalgic for me." We, I've, we've never, ever had this amount of enthusiasm come out of your voice. Oh man, it was so good. Everything about this game was great, except the levels were so hard. There was like, I think it was either ten or twelve levels, and I think I could beat three. Like, I don't think I ever got past level three. Even as, like, a high schooler, like, trying to replay this game, I never got past level three. My dad, who is all always says, I'm too old to know how to, like, maneuver games well, 
got to le- the last level and can never beat the last level, wow. which is pretty amazing to me. Dad has had some You're... moments of like shining in games, <laughs> like, and this was one of those games. It was just like, Dad, how did you get this far in this game? He's like, I just kept playing it <laughs> until I did. But we would like, you could play like two player battles. Uh, where you fight as tanks, and I remember playing with my dad a ton on on that. I'm pretty sure I played with Corbin a lot on that too. Yeah, we did. You could like make tanks sink. Yeah. Oh, and one, one great feature about this game when you you there was like soldiers that would shoot you shoot at you, and uh, you could machine gun them down, or you could run over them, and they would make a squishy Man. like oh noise every Christian. time you. How old were you? It was super violent. Were I mean, you 13? Because this is rated T. It was rated T for teen, and I was not a teen. Oh, oh. man. But I, I'm getting Marsha on the phone. It was so <laughs> great. It was so great. The Everybody would get, they would make a like, oh, I'm getting crushed by a tank sound, <laughs> like every time. Oh. Um, Kendra, what's your experience with the PlayStation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's I, I really like the place. I mean, a lot of uh, games that I think of, I think of Christian because, I don't know, We I guess we played the PlayStation a lot at your house, but like Spyro and uh, Crash Bandicoot, well, those we were all PS1, have, yeah. right? We didn't have yeah. a PlayStation for a very long time. Okay, so that's what I thought. So, so yeah, and I mean, Crash Bandicoot really stresses me out, but I loved uh, Spyro. Um, I loved playing that over at your house. I had... Corbin, correct me if I'm wrong. Was the Mary Kate Nashley game I had on the PS1? Um, um probably, and it probably made me mad. Well, I, I was just I was just looking it up and watching some like playthroughs of it. It was called uh, Crush Course. And um the thing I remember most about it, Corbin, and I think you'll remember this, is you had to try out for the cheerleading squad and you had to like <laughs> Oh. press the buttons in the right order like they would tell you how to do it and then you had to do it back and it yes. took forever and like right. if you missed one then you had to pretty much start over because like it just took forever mm-hmm. so um but i remember really liking that game so um, and i remember us playing that a lot you know what game i remember you playing the most with the playstation was that stupid harry potter game oh <laughs> Was that on the PS1? Yeah, yeah. It was the Chamber of Secrets game. I think it was game, the Chamber of and Secrets, And we never, yeah. we never beat it because we, I don't it think was so hard. Well, we got to the end, but the way the ending works was you got in the chamber, and then there were like five different paths you could take, and you had to beat every one. But if you didn't beat one, then you had to start over. And I was just like, no, I'm not doing this. That game is hard. Um, but yeah, yeah I do, I do remember playing that game, uh, a lot and, uh, yeah. parts of it were fun, but I mean, it was, it was the PS1. So like the maneuvering was not great. Yeah. yeah. It, it, uh, it's, it, it was... just was, it was hard to move. And there were several levels where you had to sneak and like not let people see you. Mm-hmm. And that was hard. So yeah. yeah, I liked that game. There are very few games in our childhood where I've watched you play games versus you watching me. Yeah. And that was like one of them. Yeah, Mary Kate Ashley and that one probably. Yeah. Um, and of course, we played Tekken a lot. A lot. Yeah, y'all were su- super oh, into Tekken. That yeah. game was fun, man. It is fun. The movie is is quite bad. Do not watch it. But uh, the the games pretty fun and uh yeah, the game was a lot eric of always laughs at me because like i guess people were mostly playing street fighter and not Listen, and, like tekken well, was the off brand well, of that eric was what 20 when the playstation was was popular <laughs> so sorry eric <laughs> oh man i'm being misquoted how did you know that we were talking about you i'm making food Get your 50-year-old self out of here, Eric. Eric, he said get your 50-year-old self out of here. I, Tekken's not an option. I just never play Tekken. I just laugh because you're funny to think that you play Tekken. That's why I laugh. <laughs> not because I play All right, all right. You don't, don't just put me down on Tekken. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, those are the, the main games 
that I played. Kendra, I'm watching this intro to Mary Kate and Ashley Crush Course. Uh, and boy, literally never seen this laughable. game. <laughs> if you if you watch the cheerleading part, you'll remember the hours we spent playing that, or you watching me oh. trying to beat it. You know what I liked was the mini golf. Oh, Mary Kate. I'm Mary Kate Ashley. Yeah, there's like oh, that mini. Oh yeah, there was. I enjoyed that. That was think, fun. Yeah, that was a good time. Anyway, Christian, continue on. Well, I'll get to a couple other games that I really enjoyed. We already kind of talked about Spyro, so I won't throw that in there. And we've talked about that before. Yes, I believe because they remastered it. Mm-hmm. It was monumental, though, on this <laughs> on this system. Yeah. Probably one of my top five games. There were two games that uh, Pixar released that were really big at this time. Uh, So the Bugs Life game uh, and the Toy Story 2 game. I was really into both of these, but they were so hard. And uh, it took me so long to... uh, Toy Story, I never even really progressed past, like... I think I got, like, halfway through it. Dude, those games are so hard. Yeah. Like... The thing about Toy Story that was hard is that you had to, you were a toy, so you had to like jump onto things all the time. So you were constantly like climbing all of these things in, around the house to like try to get to, to collect like whatever you had. I think you had collected like pizza tokens in the game. And mm-hmm. you had to like do a bunch of other stuff like that. And there was all these like challenges where you were having to like climb things quickly. And stuff, um, or like race that uh, race cart, like through different things. Um, so it, it was like very, you know, specific like movements that you had to make, and it was really difficult for a kid. I just remember <laughs> yeah, like it was, for kids' games, they were really hard. Yeah, it was fun though. You could shoot lasers with your Buzz Lightyear thing. Yeah. You were just Buzz Lightyear, so you would shoot lasers. Um, and you would like run around and you could fly like to a certain extent and jump on things and stuff. Yeah. Um, I remember one weekend, the weekend that I punched that kid's snowman. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it's such I, an inside reference. <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. So one time Corbin spent the weekend with me at some point and, uh, it was the classic me and Christian at his parents, you and Morgan at grandparents. Yeah. yeah got it. So so we were hanging with my dad, and it was snowing out. It randomly snowed. Like, we weren't expecting snow. Yeah. So me and Corbin got went to Walmart with dad and got, like, uh, some hats. He got Darth Maul, and I got stuck with Sebulba. Yeah. Like, like beanies. <laughs> yeah, we got beanies. I got Darth Maul, but, and so he got then after, Afterwards, we got back, and we went on a walk, and we're walking, and Christian takes this stick and shoves it right into this snowman's neck, and it and it fell apart, and it was the funniest visual thing that I had seen. Well, then Mom comes to pick me up, and I tell her <laughs> about it, and she goes, she makes me feel so bad. Some kid worked all day on that. <laughs> And he's just gonna wake up and see his destroyed snowman. Yeah, my dad played the same, yeah, same tune pretty much. Yeah, was, but he was more joking. About anyway, it. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I don't think your dad really cared that it, much. But it was, <laughs> it was kind of a jerk yeah. thing for me to do. Christian, but is I was a so jerk kid mean. at certain points in my life, so at whatever. Most points in your life. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that game. I remember we tried. We specifically tried to beat that game that weekend, and we didn't yeah. get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I think we beat like ten percent of it. Right. Uh, during that, but that game was super fun. A Bug's Life. I actually revisited that in high school, and uh, it's beatable. It's just when you're a kid, you don't have like the logic ability to like figure out where you are in the world as well i think because i remember it being so hard yeah like when i had first played it but you basically go around and collect grain which is actually really satisfying because <laughs> it like it ticks up every time and gets like higher and higher pitched like there's a little like note that's played yeah. each time you collect grain and basically in that one you have like your weapons are berries 
so you have all these different types of berries that you get that can do different things. Um, and the gold berry is the best berry because it kills your enemies for good. Oh, oh, the gold berry. So once you get the gold berry, you just dominate and you just go through and kill everyone in the room mm. or in the anthill or wherever you are at the time. But it followed the movie like to the T basically. Um, every level was based on the movie. And I don't think I'd beat it because the last level where you have to fly the bird is so hard that the whole that whole game I didn't was hard beat it. Me. But uh, it it was fun. I, I like that game. Mm. So, is there any other games that y'all played? Yeah, that you'd uh, like to mention than, other than Tekken, which we've talked about. Um, I've just said yeah, and now I can't even think. <laughs> um, Parappa the Rappa. <laughs> I had a de- uh, like a demo. Yeah, that's what yeah. we had. We had like a demo with it. <laughs> but I never had the game. No, I'm gonna have to. I, I'm gonna have to look stuff. Well, while you're looking stuff up, I'm gonna mention X Men Mutant Academy. Kendra, do you remember this game? Vaguely. It's like a fighter game. So you just choose. The first X Men movie came out, so you could unlock like little videos about X Men. Oh, that's and then, fun. Like, comic stuff if you beat the game uh with certain characters um it was really hard though and i never got that great at it but it was basically a mortal Kombat type thing with x-men and wolverine was definitely wolverine and beast basically you could just trap people in a corner with wolverine <laughs> and beast and just do the same attack over and over again i so. christian honestly i think every game that i had was a game that you had the only other one that I could think of is Crash, which I don't know if you were. I said Crash. I'm sure. Oh, did you? Well, I'm sure you're going to get to it anyway. I said it stresses me out. Yeah. Crash is one of those games that is just, it's it's another just unbeatable game as a kid. Like, I don't think I ever finished any game on PS1, honestly. All the games were so hard. I don't hard it either. That, like, oh, I had um, Capcom versus Marvel. On PS One. Oh, that was a fun game, fun fighting game. Yeah, that one's cool. Yeah, I never had it, but I played it. I think probably on yours. Yeah. Did you guys ever have Crash Team Racing? No. No. I'm really excited because I think they, I think they might have released that. If not, they're going to pretty soon. Yeah, that game was so fun. Basically, just a Crash spinoff on Mario Kart, with with all the characters. But I actually. So I think my favorite Crash game is actually Crash Bandicoot Warped. Um, Warped. But I never owned that game. I, I remember renting it from Blockbuster like multiple times. But for whatever reason, I never owned it. So I had uh, Crash Bandicoot 2, The Wrath, or Cortex Strikes Back was the one that I actually owned. And that one, I, I remember it was a fun game, but I never beat it. And it's just like any crash game. You accidentally fall off something and you die yeah. a million times. Or you accidentally hit something and die. Or you get crushed by a boulder that's chasing you <laughs> down, <laughs> or like a bear. A, well, down like a hill or something. I think that I got a PlayStation a lot. Like, when I got a 64, you had a PlayStation. So that was around, like, kindergarten. And I don't think that I got a the ps1 until the like the third or fourth grade gotcha so i got a ps1 way late so i think that my taste in games were i honestly think all i had was fighting games on it gotcha i don't think i really had anything else yeah the ps1 was weird because my dad like who like my dad is so weird with games because he just suddenly takes interest to things like, out of nowhere, it seems like. Like, he just was like, huh, I think I'll buy a PS1. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, like, a weird to think about. But this, this was really my dad's game system more than it was mine. I just ended up getting games for it because he had it, basically. So, I Kendra, think... Real quick, I'm, t- I'm looking at this, like, the Harry Potter walkthrough. Do you remember how frustrating the jumping system was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you couldn't jump. You personally couldn't jump. You didn't press a button. You just had to run off yeah. the edge, and it would jump for you. So it would sometimes, like, pick up your jumping, and then other times, sorry about it, it wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. So Yeah, a oh. lot of redoing 
Oh man. Things. Looks yeah. like you have to jump on small platforms a lot yes. too. Yes. Oh. Yep. Which sounds terrible. It's, yeah. it's it's a little tedious, for sure. Of course, yeah. that was like a lot of games. I feel like mm-hmm. on the PlayStation, kind of all had the same issues. Yeah, they did. I guess well, the last thing I'll talk about is the Star Wars games. Oh yeah, let's do that, Christian. Um, so we had. <laughs> I remember playing the first level of Star Wars Jedi Power Battles with Corvin several times. We played it a lot. Because you could play co-op mode. And you could be Plo Koon. Yep. First game that I can recall that you can be Plo Koon. Plo Koon, baby. So that was fun. Um, You could also be Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, Mace Windu. And and I don't even remember that other. I... Ida something. Uh, Ida Gal- Galia. Pretty sure she's she the one. Squ- she got squid on her head. Yeah, she's the one that uh, that died super easy in the movies. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, they just threw up her hands and <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always thought Plo Koon was really cool because his lightsaber was orange. Yeah, that's the only reason why I wanted to play it. So yeah, it was a it was a cool game, but the levels were super long, and it was and it was so, very difficult to beat. So hard. There was like multiple bosses, and there was no way you had to when you played, you couldn't save like mid level. No. So you would have to repeat the entire level over if you if you just ended up giving up. Um. So it would take hours to beat like one level because there's. There's like, I think there's like four bosses. Yeah, the there's a, there's a stupid amount of bosses <laughs> to get through a level. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's basically like, oh, one level is like four mini levels. Yes. Um, and it was very difficult. Um, but uh, I remember playing that first level, and the second level, the first level you're in the trade federation spaceship so you're like running around doing everything that's basically yeah. the first bit of the uh the movie but in the second one you're in like the gungan ter- swamp and that one is just terrible in every way like it's so annoying so you- it doesn't I don't, I don't think it like quite follows the story of the first one yeah there's there's differences so- yeah. The thing that um, really sucked is I loved Darth Maul so much, and at the end you fight him. But you never like got the to last him. level. You fight Darth Maul, and I so wanted to get to that point, <laughs> but I never could because this game is so hard. <laughs> I got to. I think the highest I got to was the second level. Yeah, I, we only beat it so many times. I played the first level like seven times. Yeah. Um, I think there was something weird about the save thing, too. Yeah, because we couldn't always save. I we mean, had to keep restarting the first level. Yeah. there was, I, Maybe it was like you had to have a password or something to or, like remember yeah. where you were, because I know some games do that. But uh, that game was uh, pretty, uh, frustrating. pretty frustrating. Oh, no. And then the other game of Star Wars that I had was Star Wars, Star Wars Demolition. That game is basically kind of like a what would you call it? It's like um, a uh, twisted metal. Yeah, like you have like a, you just you have like cars. eight different types of vehicles or things you can operate from the Star Wars universe, and they battle each other based on tournaments that Jabba the Hutt runs. So you start Me's out. Jabba no bother. Yeah, you start Me's out. Jabba in, no bara, according to Christian. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like Bara as in he won't barter. Uh I just thought it was alien speak for something. <laughs> Me Java no Bara. Like oh my God. no holds barred. I don't know. Anyway. Anywho. Um, Demolition was a fun game. I yeah. don't know if you did you play it, Corvin? I all? did. I did. I beat you a lot in that game. Yeah. It a, uh, a lot. Boba Fett is so good in that game. Yeah, he is. You can unlock the Rancor, which I always wanted to play as him, but I never unlocked him. It's pretty Um, hard to get him. But uh, all the other players are awesome. And there's little cutscenes when you die, too, which are always fun, of like all the different bounty hunters 
dying basically in front of Java or whatever, or being hunted down by Java. That's so crazy. Java's henchmen or oh, whatever. Oh man, so. insane. So, do we want to rate? Yes. Out of um, controllers, gold controller. Berries? Yeah, controller. All right, what do you want? Well, I guess I'll go ahead and lead off. Um, obviously, I'm super nostalgic about this console, okay. so I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. There's nothing besides, I mean, the hardness of the levels that uh, makes me... But, you know, it doesn't make me bitter towards this system at all because that's how games were back at that time. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, you know, I still look at this with nostalgia because it's the first gaming system that I ever played so i will give it out of 10 i will give it an 8 out of 10 it's great i have a lot of fun memories with you specifically playing these games um but i think playstation is yours more than it is mine so i'd give it an 8 out of 10 it's not the first system i ever owned i had a 64 that was the first system we ever owned so it's nostalgic but it wouldn't be the first thing I would think of for a nostalgic game. Yeah. But it's still great. There was so. a lot of co-op and multiplayer opportunities with this, with PlayStation, I think. Yeah. Because I feel like we played together the majority a of lot. the time. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Kendra? Uh, I, too, will give it an 8 because I, I do have really fond uh, memories of it. Not my favorite games ever of all time but uh still a a pleasant right. experience playing it so eight out of ten all right christian great uh nostalgia all right. great talk good times what kinder what's your what do you got uh for extra credit today we are going to do some more things that we haven't come up with a name for the tagline game that we play <laughs> Oh, I love the tagline the game. The tagline game. Uh, know that tag. I don't know. Know that tag. I What's like that it. tag? Tag that. Tag that. Tag your it. Tag your it. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're looking uh, right now at movies from 1998. Okay, 98. Um, I don't think we've done this one, but I'll I'll say it, and you can tell me if we've done this one. The tagline is... The classic story about a boy and his mother. I think we did this Forrest one. Psycho. No. Psycho, yes. Oh! Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's crazy. I just totally just threw out a random guess. Yeah, that I remember it was Psycho. Wow. Uh, next one. The fastest hands in the East meet the biggest mouth in the West. 1998. Oh, uh... Uh... Oh, uh, oh gosh. <laughs> Rush hour? Yes! <laughs> wow! Christian! Christian is two for two! Wow. I'm on a new level! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next. Uh, the tagline is The mission is a man. Mission impossible. Uh, no, no, saving <laughs> Private Ryan. Yes. Oh, yeah. Christian. That, that makes sense. Good job. Uh, still 1998. The tagline is "On the air, unaware." That one's pretty hard. On the air, unaware. Uh-huh. Mrs. Doubtfire. No. On the air, unaware. Can you give me a hint? Uh. <laughs> I mean, I could. T I could tell you no. You can't give me one hint. Think about a movie where someone is on the air but he's not aware that he is that people oh are truman show yes truman show. <laughs> the truman show oh yes that makes sense i was thinking air as in radio yeah I was oh okay thing. i was like yeah. what so my mind went to radio? good morning vietnam and i'm like he's very aware <laughs> of what's happening all right now 1999 okay uh mischief mayhem soap oh fight club yes Good job. That makes sense. Christian, where are you at? You started off at 2 0. I know. You started off 2 0, man. <laughs> Still 1999. Paul Edgecombe didn't believe in miracles until the day he met one. Uh, um, oh, uh, Green Mile. Yes. Green oh. Mile. Okay, that's not what I was going to guess. 
All right, last one. 1999. Reali- right. Reality is a thing of the past. Oh, Minority Report. No. Uh, reality is a thing, thing of, of the, the past. past. Back to the Future 3. <laughs> <laughs> reality. Um, 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 reality is a thing of the past. Oh. Kendra, I feel like I... Do I know that... Do you do you want to see how far the rabbit hole goes? Oh, the Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix. Oh, that that actually makes really a lot of sense. Can we do one more? One more. Okay, 1999. Not every gift is a blessing. 1999. The gift. <laughs> this is a uh, scarier, not scary, but it's a. Well, I guess it's kind of scary. Oh, the sixth sense. Yes, good job. Nice, All right, good job. All right. Well, if you would like to share your thoughts on the PlayStation, uh, we'd love to hear them. So you can email us uh, nostalgiamethis at gmail or look us up on Twitter at nostalgiamethis, um, and you can say stuff on those places i keep forgetting to say that we are part of the radio meanwhile network and there's a lot of cool podcasts on this network so you can go to radio there's forums that you can talk on and uh there's if you're looking for a podcast about classic rock they got it if you're looking for a podcast about x-men they got it if you're looking for a podcast about uh bad movies they got it. So go ahead and check that out. You're uh, looking for a podcast about Formula One? They'll soon have they'll it. They'll soon have it when we start it. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so, and uh, you can listen on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Uh, do we have a quote? Um, the quote is no. Okay. Nothing. <laughs> I got one. Hold on. Okay. It's too um, old to find. Here, I have like... another quote. Let's see. I was trying to th- crash. What ha- what does he say when Crash dies? Wow. <laughs> Basically. No, the evil guy when it's like oh. the cutaway scene. Oh, he's like, he's like, <laughs> or something. I don't know. Christian, you're killing it. I know. So good. Um, you can get, always give us the fan favorite when Dobby dies again. <laughs> <laughs> Already forgotten. Oh, I've been shot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.